You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning and welcome back, Real Presence listeners. We appreciate you being with us and we hope that you're having a good morning. Uh, this is Doreen Canelli, and I'm here with my husband of just short of three days, 45 years. We celebrate our anniversary on Saturday. And um, I'm happy to uh, welcome you back. And we've got, uh, a, <laughs> see, I don't usually bring people back, so I'm kind of stumbling. We, we want to invite you to check out our Real Presence app, where you can listen live, submit a prayer request, or find the daily readings on Real the Real Presence app, RPR app. Uh, find it in your local app store. Right. And uh, apparently the uh, round table of wisdom didn't help you out with the jokes this morning because I was talking with them and they said they were going to send you some, but uh, you said that you didn't hear from them, so you're going to have to freelance this morning. Yeah, okay, which I do have some jokes. Today in our Fargo Catholic schools is the last day of school. And so I thought, well, that would be a good theme for jokes this morning. I think Fargo Public School gets out tomorrow. Yep. And I'm not sure about the other um, children in our listening area, but it will be soon for sure. Uh, so here is uh, my first one. How did the music teacher get locked into the school all summer? Oh, boy. That sounds like a tough one, and we don't want too much dead air here, so why don't you just spout it out? (laughs) The keys were inside her piano. Oh, I get it. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Boy, I'm holding holding my sides on that uh, one. Yeah, I can see that. Yes. (laughs) Well, we're happy to welcome our second guest this morning. Um, We have with us, by phone, Paula Siskanik, and Paula is um, with us um, to tell us about an upcoming homeschool conference. Right, but before we even get into that, Paula, I want to remind you of the lead-in messaging that was out there before you came on air. And it was talking about inspirational, uplifting, and extraordinary uh, programming. So uh, we've set the bar for you. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) You you can start by introducing yourself to our listening audience, please. Sure, sure. It's so good to meet you, Jack and Doreen. And yes, Keys, very good. I got it. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah, so I am a, uh, you know, I'm so grateful to be talking about homeschooling. And so let's begin with me. I am a wife and a wife to 35 years with my husband this year. Mm. Yes, we, we have seven beautiful children, all now grown. Three of them are married, and I have a growing number of grandchildren. We have six grandchildren. Yay! Awesome. And Sunday, Sunday, my baby just graduated from college, so all seven through college. Woohoo! Wow. <laughs> That's an accomplishment. Now, I... Yes, that is, you know, and and it all started, of course, with around my dining room table homeschooling. I actually live in Delaware, so on the other side of the coast there, uh, that is where I met my husband. A job had brought me. I originally grew up in New York City, believe it or not, Mm. 
And I am a happy, joyful, passionate revert to the faith. Both my husband and I are. Wonderful. (laughs) Oh, Reverts have great stories, is my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Doreen and I always have to confess that we're cradle Catholics. <laughs> we, don't, we, we, we hardly fit in Catholic radio. We're boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thankful. <laughs> yes. 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 All right. Well, would you um, tell our listeners about your experience of homeschooling, how you got started, why you made that choice? And, um, and also, they, uh, they've got a, a national conference coming up, too, that she's uh, yep. to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, yeah, absolutely. So um, I do want to invite people to that conference, too. But, you know, um, it, again, talking about homeschooling, it really, I'd like to say, you know, yes, revert, funny stories. But I sort of fell into homeschooling, too. You know, it was one of those things where I did this 25 years ago where it was not like, you know, pandemic and now everybody's homeschooling. And I should say, pandemic schooling is very different from homeschooling. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, really became super passionate about it because I've seen the first of it. You know, I had the blessings of running a family business with my husband and kids for 20 years, coaching hundreds of families. And in that, I always saw beautiful, beautiful blessings of children blossoming and finding their uniqueness. You know, children are just a precious gift from God. You just have this small amount of time with them. And they're like this unrepeatable event in all of history, you know? Mm -hmm. And and the ability to tailor your curriculum to their gifts so that they can grow up and be the hands and feet of God in the world. I mean, what a blessing to do that. Yeah. What a beautiful philosophy of education as well. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so, you know, but I I don't, you know, there are all those positive things. I saw, you know, children can progress um, at their pace, you know, just like kids learn to walk at different ages. Well, same thing, you know, why do we put them all in different grades? You know, so homeschooling is that like privilege of totally tailoring curriculum. You know, the way I really, really turned me on it, because, you know, in the beginning, I thought, well, those people are like in a cult. Are you kidding? <laughs> but I met teenagers. These were kids, teenagers, that actually enjoyed each other, that were socially, you know, uh, able to look you in the eye, have a conversation, work with people of all different ages. And so there's something different about these teenagers came to found out they were homeschooled. And that started my husband and I on that journey to say, oh, what is homeschooling all about? And maybe this is something we should look into ourselves. So did you homeschool um, from the beginning, or were your children in, in like, private school or public school, and then you uh, switched gears and started homeschooling? Did they have that experience? Yes. When my oldest, you know, we have a local little parish school, beautiful little school, and I had this dream. They would, you know, walk to it and, and... my oldest was in kindergarten there, and then uh, the last religious left. We met the principal there, and he started to tell us about all the progressive things. And, and again, it was one of these Holy Spirit moments that my husband and I <clears throat> just said, um, maybe we should look at homeschooling for these children. As they said, at the same time I was pregnant with our fourth daughter, I was, you know, um, searching for other friends and other families. We were like the only, quote, large family in the parish. And as I said, I met these, this family that had homeschooled 
And we thought, okay, until we figure something out, let's just homeschool. And sure enough, that principal was fired before the year was out. So again, oh. Holy Spirit moment. Yes. And then I, I thought I'd do it temporary, but each year brought more and more blessings. That all seven then, he was the, my oldest was the only one in school for kindergarten. Everybody else, K to 12, homeschool. Wow. So I'm sure with that decision to homeschool, there was obviously it was um, it was generated by love for your family. Um, But even with that, we can there are challenges that present themselves. Can can you talk a little bit about the challenges of homeschooling? I think particularly going from the mom hat to the teacher hat, (laughs) the mom to mom. Yeah, yeah, wearing both. And thank you, thank you, Doreen, for mentioning that because you know you can't just paint this beautiful picture. And there's lots, lots of blessings, but let's face it: it's a huge, hard task to say yes to. You know, I find, and again through all my coaching and everything, that the greatest challenge is overwhelm. You know, when you're new, you are just like, where do I begin? Mm-hmm. I was not homeschooled. I don't even have any any idea of where to start. And then if you're already homeschooling, you're just faced with the challenges of so many choices. You're faced with second-guessing yourself. You're faced with the fact that, you know, comparison game you know you may have family this is my daughter's reading already you're homeschooling and you're letting your child read you know they're not reading so i see those are the huge challenges I, I like to call them that we go through what's called school detox for homeschooling because trying to make school in the home it doesn't work leads to burnout leads to frustration, leads to, to you know, unrealized goals. So we really need to look at it more like a almost one-room schoolroom, just like you said, mm-hmm. Jack, a marm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a question for you. I'm sorry I might be interrupting here, but, um, you know, at the front end of it, it has to be awfully daunting to think about that, but... Um, you know, I think some people probably have the impression that you've got to create the the whole uh, school or uh, experience on your own as opposed to, I know that there are curricula out there. And I would guess that, um, you know, for a lot of people who are serious about their faith and they want to get a, uh, a, a faithful uh, a homeschooling curriculum, uh, do you have to be careful? Do you have to kind of go shopping, look at a lot of them, or are there not too many and your choices are... You know, it's not that difficult a choice? It's a good question, Jack, because I think that it is no longer something uh, unusual. It is mainstream. In fact, it's almost a, the flip side. There's almost too many choices <laughs> when you get to homeschool. But no, you do not need to invent anything. And in fact, one of the things that was very central to my heart starting what's called the Catholic Homeschool Community. There's, it is off Facebook. We are virtual with over 7,000 Catholic families around the world, and we share resources. We share encouragement. We have parent workshops. And, and, and then 
there's this conference coming up where parents can start to learn and hear from veteran homeschoolers. Uh, they will get to look at curriculum providers during the two days, June 10th and 11th, on this virtual conference. But again, the community is, is a place where I'm finding the they can find local groups. That's the other thing, Jack. You know, there's local support groups. They do curriculum shares. They, you have what I like to call the tightest woman, you know, uh, a mom like myself who is homeschooled, been there, done that, helps the new ones come up, helps us to talk about learning styles and teaching styles. And, and then, of course, there's the, the legal part, which is also there's great groups like Homeschool Legal Defense where you can find out your state laws. But there is also this beautiful Catholic central seeing things through the Catholic lens, immersing our children through that, because we are called by God to be the primary educators in the faith. You know, not STEM, not science, technology, but in the faith. Mm-hmm. Amen. Does, does the, uh, what was it, the Legal Defense Fund? Or I can't yeah. Do they? Yeah, home. <laughs> It's, Homeschool Legal Defense Association. I yes. would imagine are they? Uh, they must have a lot of work ahead of them because it seems to me that as our culture seems to be moving further and further away from any sort of uh, acknowledgement or appreciation of uh, things of faith, uh, I know there are some people who would just as soon you know close down homeschooling, uh, and uh, because you teach such subversive things such as. Life begins at conception and things such as yes. that. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. You know, and they are—they are not necessarily a Catholic organization. They are Christian-based. The founders are Christian, but the thing is, they are there. Their sole purpose is to keep this open and legal in all the states. I do find that, as I said, uh, during the pandemic, everybody was homeschooling. Homeschooling is like double digits growing and. So many states. Why? For the very reason, Jack, you're talking about. Parents all of a sudden got a glimpse of what their children were being taught. And all of a sudden, it really shook things up. People were just like, okay, we've got to do something different. And homeschooling takes on many different forms. There are small little co-ops forming. You know, there's little cottage schools where you meet once a week. And so it's no longer, you know, just mom around the dining room table and you think she's standing there with a chalkboard teaching her children, there are so many different iterations now that are really geared towards true education, true education in the faith. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, the the thread of faith is to be woven through every aspect of our lives. And it seems like in homeschooling, you can do that so beautifully because of the relate the parent child relationship and the fact that it happens within the family. Yeah, again, Doreen. Yeah, family style. I like to think. I think we naturally we're people who are naturally problem solvers. You know, our babies mm-hmm. from birth. You're naturally teaching them. I love this quote. You know, Saint John Paul II in his letter to families that tells us that you know parents are the first and most important educators of their children and that they also possess a fundamental competence in doing that, and it's because they are educators 
because they are parents. You know, here we have mm-hmm. a state telling us wow. we're educators mm-hmm. because we are parents. That that is anything. Yes, in everything, life presents those okay. opportunities for teaching. Help me out here. Uh, our grandson was with us for a while and doing his, you know, school remotely. He's uh, he was in high school in high school from California. And uh, but it would probably apply even for our kid, our grandkids who are <laughs> in grade school. What do you tell uh-huh. the person who says, "I want to start homeschooling, but uh, I, I math does not work for me"? Yes, great question. Again, there there are so many choices too. There's some really really good. Um, um, and we can talk about it after the break, but how I got started with the homeschool conference. But there are math tutors. There are online courses. There are um, programs. So you never have to teach math yourself, okay? Wow. All you have to do is do a real good job on the first child, and then they kind of take it from there. They do. You know, my oldest son actually tutored his younger siblings in Latin because oh, wow. that was not my area. And he loves it, but he tutored his younger sisters. Isn't that great? Oh, that is awesome. Yes. Oh, wow. So, and, you know, that builds their their sibling relationships, too, I would think, you know, yes. in a very positive yes. way. Well, uh, right. We're coming up on a break, but uh, okay. talk about sports and extracurriculars. Uh, do you do that through yeah, your communities? You do, and that's a little more of a challenge. And it goes state by state. Some states are really very particular and try to hold that kind of as a bargaining chip. But then there's also youth groups, private groups. So um, it is sometimes a challenge if you want to play at those maybe higher. You know, it's not impossible. But if you're looking at those super competitive. Um, teams and this and that. You know, some people have gone through the ranks that have been homeschooled. Um, there, if you have that drive, you can find it and you can do that. But many schools, I know locally here in Delaware, all those programs are open to homeschooling families. So generally speaking, it's a state by state, but um, and you can always form your own group. We know our classical school around here also had their own league mm-hmm. and they invited homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Well, I yeah. think I think we're coming up on our break. If I'm not correct, I'm trying to get make eye contact with Trez there. Yes, we're coming up. We're <laughs> we're on our break, but uh, we want our listeners to know we're talking with uh, Paula Siskanik. Siskanik, help Siskanik. me out. Siskanik. Yes. I'm sorry. And uh, we're talking about homeschooling, and we will be back after the break. So stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. In addition to eye exams for children and adults, Lumen Vision provides custom contact lens services for patients with keratoconus, severe dry eyes, and hard to fit prescriptions. These specialty contact lenses can be made for single vision, astigmatism, and multifocal prescriptions. For more information about Lumen Vision's contact lens services, our website is www.lumen.vision. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? 
Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. God made you for a purpose. He made you to accomplish some great work. What did he make you for? What were you really made to do? Realize your vocation with a degree designed for the Catholic professional. The University of Mary offers online undergraduate and graduate degrees steeped in the Catholic intellectual tradition. Start today in business, nursing, bioethics, education, counseling, applied theology, and more at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. We're happy to have you here with us today. And we're in the middle of a great conversation with Paula Siskanik, who is telling us and teaching us and informing us and enlightening us about the great, um, the great way to educate children, which is not data-driven, but person-driven. She, did you say inspiring? I did. Was Uplifting it? and oh, I, yeah, e- extraordinary? Yeah, okay. Check them off. I this think is... Doreen was, was chastising me on that one. No, I was not. <laughs> anyway, we're just so happy to have you. I'm Doreen Canelli, and I'm here with my husband, Jack. And we are happy to be hosting and are excited to get back into the second part of this conversation with Paula, who has just really been inspirational. Uplifting. <laughs> yes. So, um, encouraging. Yes, encouraging. Absolutely. So um, as we come into the second part of our conversation, um, I know there's, there's kind of a, a stereotype out there of homeschoolers are, you know, kind of secluded and they're not part of... Uh, the greater society or the culture, um, and I know that that is a a myth. Um, but mm-hmm. Paula, can you speak to um, the truth of the importance of community amongst homeschoolers and how that develops? And give our listeners some tips for uh, if they're part of a homeschool if they're homeschooling, how they can be part of a greater community or or do the work yeah. to form a community. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, you know, for asking that, uh, you know, whatever, $64,000 question. Socialization. Mm-hmm. Will your kids be socialized? I love that question because I love to always ask people about them saying, well, how are your kids being socialized now by the world? You know, and you're right. It isn't in, we homeschool, we educate, we raise our children. I love to use this question, you know, it's something I came across. It's like, what is the fuel? 
you will use to launch your children into the world? What is mm-hmm. the fuel? You know, and if we're, we're in fear, and, and that can happen. I mean, there's real stuff to be worried about out there. But if we fuel it with love, the love of Christ, you know, never underestimate how much your children want to know you and the opportunity you have for them to know your heart, your love of the Lord. And when we do that, it's central to how we're launching them into the world to be those hands and feet for God. You know, they're all called to mission. You know, what an incredible way. What a transformation of the world. Allowing the Holy Spirit, you know, as we're getting ready for Pentecost, you know, really, really bringing that into the conversations we have with our children. So it is about, I always like to say, you know, they would always say, you are what you eat. Well, you know, you are what you read, what you look at, what you hear. (laughs) So all of that exposure, what do we want to expose them to? And it doesn't have to happen in isolation in your home, obviously not. I think we are called to be like that leaven, the yeast in the world. And very often, in my experience, I have found that that is the case. Just like it was for my experience when my fourth child was born, I met these teenagers that were really different. They were like, okay, you know, they Mm -hmm. were great kids. That happens all the time. In fact, um, you mentioned community, and, and it's one of the things I started um, in 2020 during the pandemic was a community, a virtual community called The Catholic Homeschool Community off Facebook. Yes, off Facebook, away from all of that toxic, away from all those distractions, no trolling, no ads. We are totally there to talk about raising our children in the love of the Lord, and and in particular, homeschooling. And in there, in fact, this week, I just did a podcast with a mom from British Columbia, and we talked about friendships. You know, my kids' dearest friends we met through homeschool, they're like cousins. You know, we're going to their weddings. We go to their baptisms. They're friends for life. Hmm. Not only do we create lifelong learners, but we're creating lifelong friends through these communities of homeschooling. Which um, points to uh, the way in which God created us for community. <laughs> you know, it's, that's, that's so beautiful. Could you, um, could you tell us again the name of that off-Facebook group so that our listeners yes. might have time to write it down if they're interested? Yeah. It's called simply CatholicHomeschoolCommunity.com. And that's, yeah, pretty much uh, CatholicHomeschoolCommunity.com. They join the group there. It's free. Uh, it's an area, as I said, off Facebook. It's on its own little platform virtually. But what's really exciting is we do have uh, my dear friends and I had started in 2020 that first virtual Catholic homeschool conference. My friends Walter and Maureen from Homeschool Connections. And uh, Charbel Raish from Perusia Media in Australia. Yes, wow. homeschoolers <laughs> around the world. And I said, hey, guys, everybody's homeschooling. And they said yes. And together we formed our very first homeschool conference. There we thought, oh, maybe we'll get a couple of speakers. We had 65 speakers, including, you know, like Dr. Shree and 
and Kimberly Hahn and, you know, Jason Ever and all, everybody was so happy to be able to support Catholic homeschooling, Father Callaway, you know, Father, uh, you know, we just, it was so, Father Mitch Pacwa, all of them came together for this incredible opportunity, and on June 10th and 11th, the Catholic Homeschool Conference is going to be virtual, but we're encouraging, as the world is opening up, in-person gatherings, because we do. You said it during, we need each other. Mm -hmm. We are created to relate. We need each other. So are you encouraging like local communities to come together and and watch or participate to the with the virtual at yes. the same time? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So we, we have in the community a guide. It's a little, you know, downloadable book that actually teaches you really super, super easy way you can do it where you invite a few friends in your home, watch together, but you begin the seed of forming local communities. There are also lots of homeschooling communities around the country, around the world. We're gathering those names, putting them in the directory within the Catholic homeschool community so that people can find each other and support each other. And as I said, the guidebook gives you step-by-step ideas how to do this simply. So when when is the conference, Paula? I think it's in June? June, June 10th. And 11th, that's correct. So it's coming up, like, in two weeks. Wow. Um, people can, yes, register. They can register at the CatholicHomeschoolCommunity.com. Um, and if they also can go to CatholicHomeschoolConference.com. So either one. But Catholic Homeschool Community, if they want to find out about local gatherings, get that guide. But, um, again, we're going to have Sonia Corbett is one of the live speakers. Danielle Bean. Mm-hmm. And myself are going to be on Mom's panel with other veteran homeschoolers, Maureen Whitman, Jen McIntosh, Bonnie Landry. So many more are doing homeschool workshops. Uh, there's also going to be all the vendors, curriculum, and even a chance to kind of interact, like networking with homeschoolers from around the world. So it should be a super amazing experience, June 10th and 11th. Wow, you, you know, you're, you're kind of reciting a litany of the Catholic media all-stars there. <laughs> yeah, right. So this, this is a high-octane conference, that's for sure. It yeah. sure is. That's it sure is. We're so blessed, so blessed, and again, to have the support. And many of those names I mentioned even homeschool their own children, you know, and, and it really is a beautiful, beautiful outpouring. Okay. Talk about inspiring, encouraging, extraordinary. Yes. <laughs> You know, I was going to ask you about a question about with all the work that's involved in homeschooling and just you know, raising a family and nurturing a family, how do you nurture your own heart? But I think this sounds like an event in which your heart can become nurtured, too, um, in that work of, of homeschooling. Yes. Yes, very much so, because it's about, number one, joy, right? Mm-hmm. But it is about hearts, our hearts, and, and our ability to form our own hearts we cannot draw water from an empty well. And that, thank you for saying that, Jereen, because all too often I think moms who do most, there are dads who homeschool, but moms tend to ignore themselves mm-hmm. and put ourselves last. But you really spiritually, that's where you begin. You begin with this rich, beautiful prayer life. You, writ, you, you know that self-care of your relationship with the Lord, and from that comes the outpouring of service to your children, to your family. 
And there's going to be even a dad panel because, you know, one of those things, too, is we underestimate that, too. You know, how much, how important it is for the father to be involved in the day-to-day uh, of the family, being there to, to share their faith, but also to be able to form their children in their love of the Lord as well. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, we're we're yeah. coming up on our break, but I want to, I have a point I'd like to make, and I think, I think it's something Dream told me where, uh, a uh, a homeschooler had uh, gone to high school, I think, for his last couple of years, and when he was the valedictorian of the class, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they kind of asked him, you know, well, you know how his secret to success or how he well, liked how it. Was, com- how how was, was it compared, being to school school? compared to homeschool? Yeah, and basically his response was, um, well, it was really easy because in in the school they just tell you everything you need to know for the test, and I think. What that tells me, and I think it's important for people thinking about homeschooling, is the kids do a lot of the learning on their own. It's not like you're up there eight hours a day uh, uh, lecturing yeah. to your children. Right. It's not passive learning. It's active learning. And that really is sustainable learning. And that's why I like to call it lifelong learners. Joy and discovery and wonder. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So one more time, um, those of you who are interested, Catholic Homeschool Community. Yep. Catholic Homeschool Community. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Thank Paula. Paula. Thank you. God bless you, too. Okay. What's next? What does it look like when men answer the call to defend the church? Stay with us. 